you when you need to know what's happening, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lacanfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. Carl Dukes, put him up, along with my man Brian Baldinger. Guys, check out Baldy's Breakdowns. We got a big weekend headed towards uh, the NFL weekend this weekend. Uh, we got Saturday games. All right, we, we're recording this on Thursday, guys, so we'll talk about tonight's Thursday night game because the Chargers are without Justin Herbert. But we've got Saturday games. We've got Sunday games. we got a great Monday night matchup. Um, I, I think that's going to be great. So – as we start, though, Baldy, let's talk about the Chargers because we've been okay. talking about this team all year. They're five and eight. It's been underwhelming. They are going uh, into to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Uh, this Vegas team certainly took a turn for me. I don't know what you're seeing. You know, they're playing differently, or at least they're playing harder. That's the way I feel. Um, and I think this is going to be an interesting game because I feel like Baldy, if Brian or excuse me, if uh, uh, Brandon Staley loses this game. I think this could be the one. I think this could be the game where they go, we're out. You know what? Our quarterback's hurt. It's been a disappointing season. But tell me what you think about this game tonight on Thursday Night Football. Well, I just got done, you know, studying last week's Charger game against the Broncos. And the Broncos just manhandled them. I mean, just took them apart. But not physically, necessarily. They beat them at all their protections. Vance Joseph just outcoached Kellen Moore. Mm. They were beat on Wednesday, Carl. Like it's like they sacked him six times. They had nine tackle for loss. I mean, they got a defensive touchdown from Jaquan McMillan. They didn't know where the blitzes were coming from and they didn't know how to handle it. That's why Justin Herbert went out, got hurt. And so the one thing I see from the, the Raiders, and you mentioned it, Carl, is you know, I used to just do these breakdowns. It would just be Max Crosby every week. <laughs> but but the Tyree Wilson played really well last week. He played really well. He played inside, played next to Max. Uh, Koontz is playing really good. Marcus Epps is still the Eagles' best safety. Hmm. Like, he's playing great, you know, in the secondary. Um, they're playing I – mean, look, that was a good performance against Minnesota. They should have won the game. Um, they just – you know, they just couldn't make a play. But, honestly, the Raiders have come a long, long ways. Now, they have, they have issues offensively. The quarterback – like, I mean, look, Minnesota, you know, they, they play great defense, and they just could not – make a play but I feel like this is the Raiders game I mean I don't know if nobody's really eliminated in the AFC <laughs> but I feel like the Raiders on a short week defensively can give Easton Stick and this Chargers a lot of problems Aiden O'Connell is going to remain the quarterback with the Raiders what do you see in there Baldy uh you know he's I'm not going to say he's limited I mean Minnesota made it tough on him he, he had no he just didn't know where to go I mean he wanted to go to Devontae Great. Well, they had so many different ways to take Devontae out last week. And so I think he knows what to do. They, If they can't run the ball better right now, they're just going to continue to struggle. And, you know, Josh Jacobs, they're trying to get him some reps, but it's hard if it's second and nine, um, if they're going to stay with the run. And then teams have figured out, okay, it's Devontae, Jacoby Myers, yeah. you know, like they kind of know which guys to take away and how to take away them. Let's jump to the Saturday games, guys, because we think that all of these games are going to matter. And when you talk about the standings, Minnesota at Cincinnati, 1 o'clock. 4.30, it's Pittsburgh at Indy. All four of those teams are 7-6 and six as we speak right now. Yeah. And then you've got Denver at Detroit, which Baldy's just telling you about Denver right now. We'll get more into it. And Detroit right now, they're kind of wobbling. So 
Minnesota, Cincinnati. We know Joshua Dobbs is not starting. Uh, and I think, listen, I think O'Connell's just searching for something, right? He's just trying to find no something. Meanwhile, Baldy, this this Jake guy is pretty damn good in Cincinnati. Jake is Jake Browning is he looks good. You know, I, I, I found out something this week I thought was fascinating, Carl. You know, when Jake Browning has been there in Cincinnati for three years, never played. All right, Joe Burrow, fine. But you know what he did is because he was basically a third-team quarterback, he sat in the defensive meeting rooms. And he really studied what Lou Anarumo was teaching his defense. And he came away thinking, these defenses don't have it all figured out. We think on the offensive side, we do. And in fact, he told Joe Burrow, since you know, you're not playing, you sit, do the same thing. Like learn it from the defensive side, how they're game planning, what they're taking away, how they pressure the quarterback. And I think he learned a lot mm. doing that. I've never, like, I'm sure other guys have done that, Carl. I just never heard that before. And I thought, you know, that's a great way to learn the game, you know. And obviously, he's completing over 80% of his passes. This is going to be a fascinating game, Carl. I think Jake Browning. Can be the real deal? We'll find out. But what Brian Flores is doing at Minnesota is amazing. It's just amazing. They literally game plan as well as any defense in this league right now. And this Ivan Pace and Josh Metellus, like these kids are from Ivan Pace, a rookie free agent out of Cincinnati. He's 5'10", he's 230 pounds. He's too small, he's too slow. Made every single tackle, interception to close out the game last week. this is going to be a fascinating game. I, I mean, I think Cincinnati can win it because I think they've got more offense than what Minnesota has. And I think your point is well taken. I think Kevin O'Connell's like, look, I've tried all these different guys. Nobody's <laughs> given me anything. Um, you know, let's let's go to Nick Mullins. Maybe he'll maybe he'll be the spark we need right now. All right, so that's the one o'clock game Saturday, guys. We get game Saturday and Sunday. It's in the huddle. Carl Dukes, Brian Boldinger, Jason Lock on four part of this podcast as well. Watch us at In the Huddle Pod. The 4 o'clock game, <clears throat> it's Pittsburgh at Indy. I, I got to tell you, I uh, and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger had his comments this week about Pittsburgh and talking about the culture and all of that. Listen, as long as Tomlin's there, I, I'm, I'm fine, and I'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. But this is interesting because I didn't expect the Colts to be here. I, I just didn't. Uh, and the Steelers in that division, we know they, you know, th- that might be a division the, the North that might have three teams in the playoffs. We, we don't yeah. know how this is going to shake out. Sure. So I'm looking at Baltimore and I'm going, the one thing that's impressing me right now with them and Baldy, tell me what you think is they are finding ways. I I've been impressed, you know, offensively that they've been able to score and find ways to stay in these games. And I didn't think that that would be the case. I just didn't. So um, Steelers, by the way, on the road. Indy's a favorite in this game by one and a half points, two points, basically, to win this game uh, on Saturday. What's going on here, man? Well, Pittsburgh's, you know, the, Mitch Trubisky was not good last week, Carl. He, <laughs> was. he missed way too many. Like, the reads, like, he's not going – like, the quarterback's job is to find the open receivers. And he's he, he struggled in Chicago to do that. He struggled last week. They, they had plenty of chances all the way down to the very end of the game to make the right read and, and throw it to the open receiver. And he, he, he struggles to process that. And like, you could say he's an athlete and all this stuff. The quarterback's got to 
throw the ball to the open receivers. That's just their job. And I think Indy right now, like they did not play great last week, but defensively, their, their defensive line is very active. Um, they pressure the quarterbacks well. Um, and I, offensively, Minshew gives you – he, he he's played well. I mean, you can't ask for anything more from a backup quarterback that got pressed into duty week three to finish out the season. He's given them enough. I, I think Indy right here um, – I, I, I think this is a, a tough spot for Pittsburgh right now, the way they're playing. I, I'm with you. Before last week when they lost to the Bengals – you're talking about a four-game run where the Colts beat the Panthers, the Patriots. I get it. They had the bye week, but they came out of the bye, beat the Bucks, and then they beat the Titans. Uh, and, and so that is – this momentum that they've had after losing three in a row to the Jags, the Browns, and the Saints, and then running off four, I'm with you. I think this is a tougher spot for the Steelers. I, I do like Indy in this game on Saturday. The night game, though, is to me the most intriguing game Saturday. Denver, Detroit. Detroit's wobbling right now, Baldy. Why? Well, Chicago thoroughly outplayed them on both sides of the ball. They, they had no answer for Justin Fields, which is amazing to me. <laughs> we know Justin – I mean, how far back do you go with Justin Fields? High back school, 11th grade, 10th 11th grade. grade. They yeah. haven't run the same read option play since 11th grade. Sure. He ran it in high school. He ran it at Ohio State. He's been running it in Chicago for three years. The, the Lions acted like they didn't know how to stop a read option. They're going to see it from Russell Wilson this week. Um and then if you, what Chicago did defensively, I mean, Montez Sweat was everywhere. Um, That's a good pickup, by the way. That's a good pickup. Well, I said it, and I've been saying it. It's not about sack numbers, although we had a sack and a half last week. Like, when you're 6'6", and you're 260, and you've got 36-inch arms, you've got length, you've got speed, and, oh, by the way, he plays as hard as anybody on the field. Um you're not going to find that guy in the second round of this draft. And that's what they gave up for him, Carl. He's a centerpiece. Like, he's an anchor. Um, he he destroyed the running game in, in places. Like, he was a factor. But overall, Jalen Johnson is playing at a Pro Bowl level. The inside linebackers, whether it's T.J. Edwards, whether it's Edmonds, whether it's Sam, this defense is real. And I think that uh, – and so that's what they did at Detroit. They throttled. But Denver is doing the exact same thing, Carl. Denver's defense with Vance Joseph, I mean, they destroyed the Chargers. They sacked, you know, Easton Stick and Justin Herbert six times. They intercepted them. They got them fumbled. Like, they, they're they really good. They, nobody's made more improved. In fact, I don't know if anybody's improved more defensively since that Miami debacle for Denver. And then they just figured out who they are in offense, which is limited. But as long as they don't turn it over, Russell Wilson knows how to lead this team. I think this is a tough spot for Detroit. Like I don't, I don't believe that the eight and two record is who they are right now. I think when you say wobbly, I think they are real question marks right now. Just because they're playing at home on a Saturday night in a holiday season, we saw this on Thanksgiving. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. You know, it's how you're executing. Um, do you think Sean Payton? I mean, listen, they beat the Chargers twenty four seven, but. I was like, this is the thing about Sean Payton, and just just briefly, and going into this weekend and how to attack this Detroit defense. And Aiden O'Connell is special, guys. He's the baller up there. We know that. But the run game, Baldy, I mean, the balance that Sean has and the ability to say, hey, screw this, we're going to run it, <laughs> right? And they ran it last week against the Chargers, and then you go, all right, you know, we need to throw it a little bit more this week. 
he finds that balance um, that I think a lot of coaches struggle with. And yeah. here's the other thing Sean does. Well, he doesn't go away from shit that's working. No. If it's working, he continues to go with it. No, I mean, they've been running these three backs right now. Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, and this, you know, this, this rookie, Jaleel McLaughlin at a Youngstown State. And any sort of combination. And if somebody gets hot, they stay with them. If Samaje's the the check down screen guy, he's on the field. You know, if they if they feel like they need a big play pop from a you know young fresh leg rookie and Jaleel McLaughlin, they go to that. Um, they they've lined up the same five offensive linemen for pretty much the entire season right now. They got a lot of continuity there. Um, they'll take their shots when when it's there, but you know, they they're up seven nothing and, and the kid Jaquan McMillan got a a sack fumble touchdown right before the half to go up 14-0. Like, John knew how to play with the lead, and he did what he had to do to really take the charges apart. Uh, it's 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 really a masterful – we, we can't say it enough and emphasize it enough, and that's why all these coaching jobs are swirling right now yeah. because coaching matters and coaching is the difference in this business. It is. Baldy, let's get to Sunday's games. I know you're at Houston, <coughs> Houston at Tennessee. We're going to talk about it in just a second. I want to talk about Dallas at Buffalo and how big that game is, not only for Dak, because, again, if you've been beating up on the Sisters of the Poor and you feel like, hey, you know, he's not this. This is not real. What we're seeing. Is it going to be real on the road in Buffalo where Buffalo has got this momentum after beating the Chiefs? Uh, but I do like Dallas. I, I like Dallas's momentum. I like everything Dan Quinn is doing defensively. Listen, they're balling out, and they're one of the top teams in the NFC. I just don't know if they're going to be able to go to San Francisco and win because that's what I think ultimately is going to happen, whether it's the Eagles or the Cowboys. Cowboys at Buffalo this weekend. I like the Cowboys too. And, I, and look, I, I think Josh Allen will give a heroic effort to try and, you know, whether they, they got to get into a track meet with Dallas and a scoring match, whatever they have to do, I think he'll give it every everything he's got to do it. I just think Dallas is a is a better team, and, and the, you know, look, Dak is is playing fen- phenomenal. The offense line is protecting him. He's got the tight end is another Dallas Cowboy, you know, weapon, and Jake Ferguson. CD seems unstoppable uh, at this point. I I think the one thing that has really stood out to me is the Cowboys secondary, and if you go back to the Thursday night a couple games ago. You know, Deron Bland really had a hard time with DK Metcalf. Mm. And so they switched. They, you know, they they put Stephon Gilmore on there. And anybody that knows Stephon Gilmore, like this guy is a he's got a PhD in defense. <laughs> he just he's just a really smart, crafty player. Got the ball out of AJ uh, Brown's hands on a catch last week, forced a fumble. Like, and then if you look at Donovan Wilson and Malik Hooker, like this this group on the secondary. We, we, we want to talk about Micah and what Deron Bland is doing, and that's fine, and that's legit. But this whole secondary is really, really good, Carl. And I think that Josh Allen, if he's got to go to Diggs, I could see Gilmore locking Diggs up, and, and that being a really great matchup. I don't know if he can shut him down. But I know Gilmore doesn't fear him. I know he knows how to read routes and what he's doing. I think this is going to be tough. Uh, the Buffalo offense, you know, to put up 30 points. And I think that's what you got to do to Dallas. You got to go in there thinking we got to score 30 because that's what Dallas is doing. Yeah, I- I'm with you. All right. Uh, <clears throat> let's talk about Philly at Seattle. All right. Coming off that loss. Now you got to go to the West Coast. 
And we know, you know, this Seattle team, they didn't have Geno last week. I, I get all of that. But I, I just feel like, you know, with all that's going on with Philadelphia, you, you got to get right. This is the Monday night game, by the way, guys. You got to get right. And I don't know uh, if, you know, Jalen is going to be healthy for the rest of the season, Baldy. It's just kind of what it is. Yeah. But he's got to play through this. And he will. I mean, he's never going to uh, mention any injuries or whatever else. It's just not who he is. Uh, he's been injured the last two seasons, bad ankles uh, last year, or shoulder last year, bad ankles the year before, all that stuff. I mean, he's uh, he's a fighter. But I kind of look at his game. I saw Drew Locke play against San Francisco last week. He played very well. Like, I don't know that Geno could have played better than Drew Locke. It just happened to be the 49ers. They got a fake punt, you know, it just destroyed him last week. But DK is getting behind any defense right now. Yeah. And um, I think about this, Carl. Like, I've I've been in Philadelphia and played in Seattle. Here's, here's, here's what I think about with the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a long flight home from Seattle on a Monday night back to Philly. It's a fun ride home if you win the game. If you lose it, it's miserable. <laughs> and you've lost three in a row. And I kind of think, like, the Eagles do. They want to be on this six-hour flight home, losing three in a row, and having to face the Philadelphia mob and the media and the fans, because yeah, they can win all these games, but they also are not a good football team right now. They just do too many bad things defensively. They're a mess on third down. They give up way too many touchdowns. We're going to find out everything we need to find out about this Eagles team on this game. Either they're going to be a playoff contender. Or they're going to leak oil and limp into the playoffs, and who knows? Maybe the Giants beat them down the stretch, and they're going to be a non a non player. And I I feel like the secondary right now, maybe the pass rush can influence it, but the secondary better man up against this team because we know the one thing Seattle can put up whoever's that quarterback, Jackson Smith the Jig, but DK Metcalf and 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 Lockett are viable. They 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 can beat you. Those three can beat you. And oh by the way. Kenneth Walker showed up last week and he's healthy. Yeah. I think this yeah. is a tough spot for the Eagles. I, I really do on Monday night. Yeah. The Kenneth Walker thing is big. You're right. Because that just that run game has been blah. Uh, and by the way, before we get to, you know, the Sunday night game, Baltimore, and talk about your game, and I want to get to Jets in Miami. This Tommy DeVito. Uh, how do you not love this story, yeah. Ball? This story has got me feeling good right now. My game's got everybody feeling good in New York. It's just a feel-good story. And look, I mean, I heard, you know, I texted one of the coaches with the Giants, and I go, what do you see in practice? And he just wrote back to me, and I thought it was so fitting, Carl. He just said, Lynn Sanity. Ah. You know, it's it's Jeremy Lynn. Okay. Like, he saw this, I don't know, 2010 in New York in basketball, yes. and it was real. And, and Jeremy had a great career. It just wasn't all in New York. But for a while, it had New York. We all follow the NBA. Like, it, it, it took over the NBA. That's great. That's a great comparison. And I and I and I texted back to coach. I go, unbelievable comp. It's, it's perfect. But the one thing they did last week is literally, you know, the story is unreal. He still lives with his parents. They cook for him. Like he, his mom did not need to clean his uniform last week, Carl. Like it wasn't. It didn't get dirty. And Andrew Thomas and Justin Pugh and John Michael Schmitz. They did a great job of protecting him. And he made he made some great throws. He hit Wandale. Uh, you know, on the final drive for the game-winning field goal. Um, and then defensively, you know, they really played well. And so this is fun. This is this this is a real deal. Um, 
I think they can go into New Orleans win because I haven't seen any steady good quarterback play Maybe. from the Saints this year. Yeah. And I don't know what Derek Carr's situation is right now or Jameson Winston. I feel good about the Giants going in there, and they believe in this kid. The team believes in Tommy DeVito. And, look, I don't know. I didn't watch him at Illinois, and I didn't watch him at Boston College. I didn't see him in college. And I saw him in preseason. One thing I know is he didn't get any reps in preseason. I watched practice up there um, at you know in the summer. He wasn't getting any time. He's doing this sort of since he – Got a chance, you know, against Dallas, and um, it's it's been impressive. I I think this team feels pretty good about it right now. Yeah, I I like it. It's a fun NFL story. Um, I, I tweeted out the other day uh, that, uh, in my opinion, and it's just about energy. He's better than Daniel Jones, and yeah. I know they paid Daniel Jones a lot of money, but these are the kind of situations. I don't know if he turns into Brock Purdy, but these are the kind of situations where. If they went out or they go, you know, win three of their next four or something crazy, Baldy, Giants organizations got to look at this. They, they got to look at it, you know? So you had you were dead four weeks ago. You were dead. Nobody was thinking about the Giants. No, but, you know, the, the other – the hidden jewel in this game against Green Bay was the Packers defense has been playing excellent. And they ran for 209 yards. And Tommy DeVito, he ran for 71 yards. He's and dead. it wasn't for scrambles. A couple read options. Like, he pulled it down. You know, Saquon had a good game outside of the one fumble. Like, they ran the ball better than they run it since at any point this whole season. And, All right. I think, and look, no, I, I know New Orleans' his defense is stout. They've had some injuries. It's a challenge. But I feel like this line, the offense line, it's taken 12 weeks, 13 weeks now. But they're, they're playing at a very good level right now. Baldy, I don't trust the Miami Dolphins, and here come the Jets. Do you I trust them? Carl, I, I was there Monday night. I did the game. I mean, Tennessee tried to put the game on a silver platter, like a nice holiday platter, seafood platter, right, where you could have your, your clams and your oysters and your shrimps and scallops. You could have a whole thing. They gave it to them, and the Dolphins couldn't finish it. And if you look deeper inside this thing, they lost their starting center, Connor Williams. He was the one guy that started every game for him during this Mike McDaniel. And they had to move Eichenberg over from center, uh, from guard to center. And they're doing this, and they're down four linemen right now. And, oh, by the way, when Tyreek isn't in the lineup, yeah, they don't, they don't look very good. Yeah. And, uh, and, look, the Jets, that defense was awesome last week against Houston. We've been bragging about the offense in Houston. I know they didn't have Tank Dell. But they literally wired up every receiver Houston had. Tyreek's a different animal. I, I get that. Um, but I don't know how healthy Tyreek is going to be this whole season. He had a hip drop tackle. I didn't, you know, he was in and out of the lineup. For most of the second half, he was out, and this offense limped. I think that I don't know if Zach Wilson can back up what he just did. Um, but I think he's better after sitting out, nothing to lose. He played very well. Best game I've seen him play ever last week. The Jets can win this game. They can yeah. go down and win this game. That's how I feel. You're Houston, uh, Houston at Tennessee this weekend. That's your game. How impressed are you with Will Levis and what you saw, though? You know, I loved going to meet these these guys, you know, because we, we need good young quarterbacks. I had never met Will Levis. I went up down pregame and talked to him. Um, first of all, he looks like a block of granite. You know? Unbelievable. 
Like you don't see many court, you don't see many athletes that look like this. Um, but that being said, you know, people just okay, he's got a cannon. Well, sometimes you gotta watch a guy throw a football, Carl, before you come away going, that's that's an NFL arm. Um, the guy they they hit him, they sacked him, they chased him. He made throws to to Nuke, you know, to Tajay Spears. You look at this team, you go, Jalen Duncan, rookie left tackle, Peter Skronsky, rookie left guard. Tajay Spears in like switching time with with uh, with the King, and then Levis. You go, it's all rookies. And you know, I went and met Rand Carthon, the, the general manager. Like they're just turning it over. But Brabel is the constant. Like he's a good coach. He is, and he knows how to handle these players. And I think that was a big confidence boost for this whole organization. You know, they played without Jeffrey Simmons. They got rookies everywhere. You know, they traded away. You know, um, you know, an all-pro safety. Like they're turning it over, yet there's, you know, they've won three of seven games with Will Levis as a starter, and I think this is a tough spot for Houston. I don't know if CJ's going. If he doesn't go, like I, I think that. Oh yeah, Tennessee, different deal. I think Tennessee continues to roll here. Different deal. Before we get out of here, Baltimore Ravens. They went in dramatic fashion last week. Punt return, overtime. We, we will get into the Rams next week because the, the Rams are playing great right now. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore Jags Sunday night game. Um, I feel like the Jags are in a, in a desperate spot here for some reason. Well, they are in a desperate spot. You know, and look, I, I Trevor Lawrence, I don't know how he came back from that ankle injury and, and played pretty well, although – you know, the, the three interceptions, you know, it wasn't a result of the ankle. It was the result of Baltimore's uh, defense. But, you know, when you look at um, – or, I mean, uh, of of the – Rams. Rams defense, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the one thing L- – Lamar is just an amazing athlete, you know, and he's got to Zay Flowers. Like, this kid is – he, he catches the go-ahead touchdown, the two-point conversion – and Lamar just trusts him. And, you know, I remember people said – Steve Smith told me when he worked him out, he went up to Boston College, looked at Zay Flowers, he goes, this kid can play anywhere on the field. Mm. I don't care if he's 5'10 or 5'9, this kid can play anywhere. And he can because of his ability to stop, separate. Um, his stop and start uh, button is like any joystick, any human joystick out there. It's what he is. Um, it's really fun. Lamar – is playing great. Yes, they, they need a punt return by Tyler Wallace in overtime to win a game. But I I, I believe in this this uh, Ravens team right now and to, con- to continue and keep this thing on track. Baldy, who's the MVP right now? We got four weeks left. Who is it? Is it Dak? Is it Purdy? I think it's between Dak and Purdy right now. Um, I, I, I'd probably say Dak. I mean, he's doing it in prime time. He's doing it uh, yep. against, you know, just against Philadelphia. But I, but Purdy is right on his tail. That he was, he was again just sensational against Seattle. Yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be fun the next four weeks. Hey, Baldy, enjoy the game in Tennessee. Nashville's always a fun place to visit. One of my favorites. I'll, I'll, I'll pay Broadway a visit here. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next yeah. week. Enjoy the games, everybody. It is in the huddle. Follow us on YouTube in the huddle pod and tell your friends and subscribe. Take care. Thanks, Carl. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.